And my friends, welcome to another edition of The Greg Tyler Show. It's Monday night, been a crazy, crazy Monday. Met up with a couple of my clients, had some check-ins, and also had a few new meetings with some people that have reached out for my help in leaning up in obtaining their body transformation. And what I wanted to share with you was some of the takeaways that I had from these meetings, some of the problems that they presented, which I think a lot of you go through. I think a lot of people are in these places and some of the information that I shared with them, I think it would be very, very relevant to what a lot of people are going on, going through out there. And if you if you apply this information, what I'm hoping is you make a change that you can you know, take action from this and start having a life where you, you have more energy, you have structure, you understand your nutrition, you understand your body, and you, you start living that life you dream of, that you know, that life that future you looks on, the, the life that we you know we dream about, which I don't personally think we dream enough anymore, but a life where you know you're fit, where you've got the confidence to take your shirt off on the beach, where you can, you know, wear that beautiful dress that's been catching your eye in the shop that you really want to buy, but you know you won't be able to fit into it. And look with pride when you look back in the mirror at yourself and go, you know what, like it's been a hard journey. It's been hard. The steps are simple. It's been hard in the application. I've grown a lot. I've learned a lot about myself, but now I have habits that create, that have now created this person that I am here. And that's ultimately like, that's the ultimate goal is to have habits that are going to lead to you being your best version, lead to you having your optimal body, leaving you having your optimum health. Because guys, that's all it really comes down to is the habits that we perform on a day-to-day basis. So on that note, what we're going to do is I've interviewed three uh, new people today. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take you through what I what they kind of share with me, their journey, their history, and then obviously where I can come in and what I kind of suggested to them to as some takeaway actions that they could implement from a call because I love adding value. I love adding um, information that people can utilize from the get-go. I don't like taking information. I don't like getting assistance from someone without giving something in return. And that's, I believe, when you share your story with me, when you share what you've been through, it's my obligation to at least provide you with one or two really important principle-based strategies that you can implement, right? Simple strategies, but with the implication of them, with the application of them, sorry, not the implication, with the application or and the implication of you doing them will result in you becoming empowered and moving past this section of your life, moving past this kind of roadblock that you've kind of run into. So before, so as we... As I mentioned, so the first guy that I met that I had the conversation with this morning, he used to be a Tough Mudder athlete. So he said he finished in the top 10 in Tough Mudder. So he was very, very, very fast. I think he said his time was, it's a 20K course. He did it in an hour and 43 minutes, which is extremely fast because that's doing all the obstacles. You're not getting any assistance going over a lot of them. And some of those obstacles are hard. Like I've done Tough Mudder a couple of times. 
And neither of those times were easy. Like they are very difficult. And if you're not used to it, and if you don't train for it, it can be very, a very challenging course. One of my least favorite sections of the course is where you have to run through the electrical wires and you get zapped. Like I went through there once and I, I literally tried to prepare myself as much as I could. My hands over my head, had my elbows up. I'm not doing the, doing the movement now. Still got zapped. I was running through the the cable, the electric cable came through my arm, hit me on the side of the neck and this big zap jolt just went through me and just dropped me like a sack of potatoes onto the ground, covered in mud, but I had to get back up, keep on going because, you know, if you don't get back up, you're going to keep on getting zapped. So it's good motivation to keep on moving. But this guy, he's, he's, finished, he's, he's the top 10 finisher for a Tough Mudder. He does the beast the Spartan Beast, which is a 21-kilometer optical horse. And he was extremely fit. He was he was a runner. He ran a lot um, every single day. He was extremely fit, had great shape, great body, a lot of muscle mass. He's mid-40s, so he's starting to get to around that 50 period when, you know, you men, we go through that hormonal kind of change where our, you know, balance of testosterone unfortunately starts to come down. And he he got an injury. He he got an injury in his foot, and the doctors told him that he was probably going to have to get two of his toes removed and have them replaced with artificial toes, which he wasn't very happy about, as you can imagine. Like no one's going to be happy about getting you know two toes removed. So he went to the states and he found a physio over there that gave him a bit of hope, gave him some specific exercises and stretches that he could do to kind of released the tension in his foot because I'm pretty, it was, it was like uh, his calves because of the excess training and he said he was training with shoes that were a little bit smaller than him but made him feel really light and nimble so he's able to move faster which is obviously the goal when you're competing in that kind of level is, you know, speed is everything and anything that can help you become faster, become more elite, become better in your field, you take advantage of it. That's, that's the game you play when you're at that kind of elite level. So he was using everything to his advantage then disaster struck, disaster struck because he wasn't, he had to quit for two years. He wasn't able to, he, for six months, he said he wasn't able to put any shoes at all. Like, and he's running this company, he's running this million dollar company, this big business. He wasn't able to put on any shoes for six months. He wasn't able to exercise. And the weight just, it started to come on because he wasn't, he went from this stage where he was doing all this movement all these calories out, and then his lifestyle became affected. He had to change jobs. He was changed jobs, so he's doing a consultancy business. With and the challenge of that is, you know, you're having meetings at cafes. You're not you're out of the house a lot. There's not that kind of readily available source of food, prepared food that you can kind of utilize. So he had a couple of different challenges which came up. He wasn't able to exercise. Food wasn't as easy accessible. His metabolism started to slow down. Which he noticed because after you know that six months that year, he did start to put a lot more weight on around his belly, and for him this was this was challenging because his identity was like you know I'm I'm fit like to be able to do tough mutter in an hour and forty three minutes like that's a serious feat. He was running nineteen minute um, five kilometers, so that's insane. Like I'm reasonably fit, and my the time it takes me to do a five kilometer run is twenty four minutes, which is pretty. Excuse me, which is pretty good. However, his was a lot faster and he did some serious training 
But as a result, because he was doing so much training, when he shifted to do nothing, and I see this so often in a lot of the people that I talk with, is they go from a huge amount of training, having an injury, doing no training, there's been no balance, there's been no kind of like transition from a lot of training to no training, so the metabolism's really hit, guys, the metabolism's really hit, he has a habit of the amount of food that he was eating when he was training this much, that doesn't just kind of go out the window, you still have that habit of eating food, so he's eating almost the same, maybe a little bit less food than he was eating originally, however, with no activity, means there's an excess of calories coming in, and you have a small window when this kind of occurs to adjust your diet, to adjust your training, to adjust what you can do. However, if you don't take advantage of it, your metabolism quickly slows down and it quickly becomes more of a storage kind of metabolism rather than an energy burning metabolism. So you're storing a lot of energy versus burning it, which he was. So his metabolism was burning. It's now transitioned to a fat storage one, which he did hold, which he holds a lot on his gut. So the strategy that I kind of like, that I went over with him was we, we basically discussed the principles of what your metabolism what your metabolism is. And as you guys know, if I haven't mentioned it before, if you imagine like a triangle, right? You imagine there's a triangle and up the top you've got look, on the right hand side you've got feel and on the left hand side you've got function on each of the little tips. How you look, feel and function, the person you are right now in terms of those three those three qualities is all determined by the current speed of your metabolism, right? So the speed of your metabolism ultimately determines how you look, how you feel, and how you function. So if you look good, you generally have a fast metabolism. If you feel good, you generally have a fast metabolism. If you function good, you generally have a great metabolism, a fast metabolism. And a fast metabolism will ensure that all three of those are, there's, there's heightened levels of them. So you feel good, you function good, you look great. So all three of those are generally, if you've got a fast metabolism, all three of those are on the up. They're on the rise. You have it. Well, versus a slow metabolism, you will not look as good. You won't feel as good and you won't function as well. So he's now kind of entering this zone of his, his, his metabolism slowing down, which slowed down, and he's now storing fat. He's putting on quite a little bit of weight. Not a whole lot, but definitely around the gut. And he's, he's like, well, what do I do? Like, do I, I can't, I, I can exercise. I can put more time aside for that. Like, it's a priority. I want to be the role example for, you know, my wife and my son, and my children. I, you know, I want to be, I want to be a father. I want to be an example to them. And this is, this is something like, it's one of the biggest motivators for parents. And I'm, I'm obviously not a parent yet, but I, like one of my biggest motivators is, you know, my future son. Like, I want to be a role model for him. I want to be an example for him. I want to show him, you know, that when there's challenges in life that you push through, that you keep on going, that, you know, if, if you, the key is to understand the principles because then regardless of the situation or the environment that you're put into, you can always adapt because you understand the principles of that situation. You understand the principles of life, which can be manipulated by, you know, whatever your specific situation is, whatever your specific challenge is. I think it's a lot more flexible. It's a more strategic plan. It and it, enables, it empowers you to, th- to become more independent, to always have a solution versus being reliant only on a specific answer and not understanding the process to get there. So one of the suggestions I well I basically ran through him was like, well, the next step was like, I was like, what do you think actually controls your metabolism on a day-to-day basis? And he's like, well, I'm not sure. I was like, well, if you imagine like a pie, 
imagine like a pie. It's been unequally divided up into sections. Imagine like there's four people. You've got, you know, the father, the mother, the oldest, the oldest son, and, and the baby. So the baby gets 5%, 5% of the pie. And that represents body temperature regulation. So these, this, this pie and how it's split up basically will tell us what the daily influences are on the speed of your metabolism, you know, kind of like within like a 24-hour period. So the son or the oldest, oldest child gets a bigger piece, so it's 12%, and that's nutrition. So that represents nutrition. So these are the daily influences on the speed of metabolism. The bigger section for the mother is 17%, and that's exercise, right? So 5% is temperature regulation for the, for the baby. For the son, the, old, uh, the oldest son, there's 12% for nutrition, and then you've got 17% over there for exercise for the mum. And the last section, the big section of the pie, big daddy gets the big section, 66% of the pie goes to daddy. And that's muscle mass, right? And when, he, when I said that, he looked at me, he's just like, no way. He said, I have been focusing on the exercise and the nutrition. And if you look at it in terms of units, right? If you look at it in terms of units, if you're exercising excessive amounts per day, right? When you're, because muscle mass is king and the life cycle of a muscle cell is three hours. If you're exercising and you start exercising over that 30, 45 minute period, you then start breaking down muscle cell for energy. And that process, because your body's run out of, you know, energy storage and the natural energy storage that you generally have in your system, if you've been, you know, having enough nutrition, to continue you moving past that 45 minutes, your body's going to have to break down muscle cell for energy. And the breakdown process generally of muscle cell, it's a 50%, it's a 50-50. So if you've got 10 units of muscle cell, five of those units are waste and five wasted, five of those are processed as, you know, body can't use it. And five of those units are then used for either energy or to create more muscle. So that's that's how the process, the breakdown of muscle mass goes. So that's what he was like, well, I've been exercising. I'll go for exercising for an hour. And he goes, if I'm doing that excessively, well, then I'm breaking down existing muscle mass. That's why my metabolism is getting slower and slower. I was like, 100%. Same goes for, same goes for when you want to build muscle mass, your exercise and your nutrition, your 17% and your 12%. Because I was like, if you... If you're growing muscle, to grow muscle, you need to recruit muscle mass. It needs to break down. It needs to fail. So that's why resistance training is most effective because you can recruit the most amount of muscle mass, which means you can only do a, you know, 5, 10 reps of a certain movement. You're recruiting a lot more muscle mass for that versus going for a run where you're recruiting only like 15, 20, if you're very fit, you're only recruiting 15, 20% of your muscle mass so your body can do it for a long period of time. It's not, it's not really stressful for the body. And then when he heard that, he was just like, wow. Like it just, it just kind of clicked for him. He was like, this is what I have never understood. I've never understood this process. When he like, and when he understood it, when he looked at it like that, he realized just where he had been going wrong and what he actually needed to change if he wanted to have permanent weight loss results. And guys, that's the thing. It's so simple. It really is that simple. That when you start to focus your exercise and your nutrition, base it around what your body actually needs, base it around what your body's already doing, right? You need to give your body protein because the life cycle of a muscle cell 
it's three hours. So you want to be giving your body protein every three hours so that it can grow new muscle cell because if there's not existing muscle cell there, right, you're going to run out. It's like a car. You can't expect to not only put in $20 worth of fuel and drive the same distance as $50. You're going to run out of fuel and you're going to have to make up the difference. And if you keep on, you know, calling up RACQ or you keep on calling up your mates to come, you know, put in that extra $20, you're not going to have mates for very long. You're not going to have, they're going to stop coming out to you because you're not helping yourself, right? So then you're going to have to take extra petrol around with you. Whenever you fill up, the car's always going to be like, oh, I need extra fuel. And you're going to start putting in fuel everywhere, right? And you're not going to actually end up using it all at all because you're like, oh, I'm storing it for extra because, you know, I always keep running out of fuel. So that's how your body responds. If you, if you eat infrequently and then, you know, then you eat excessive amounts, your body's if it's in that kind of like fat storage mode, it's never going to actually process as much fuel. It's always going to try to be as economical as possible. So it's not going to utilize all the fuel that you give it right now. It's going to store some of it, use a little bit of it. But most importantly, it's going to store it because it's like, I don't know when I'm going to get fed next. I don't know when the next, when we're going to stop for fuel. So it tries to store as much as it possibly can and then run on as little as it possibly can to be most efficient to ensure that you can make it to your destination because like, you know, there's so many times when we've taken off and we've had to call up RSEQ or call up a friend to, you know, to give us a bit more fuel to get us there. And what I mean by that when it's calling up RSEQ or getting a friend is it's breaking down existing skeletal muscle, but your body knows that it needs muscle mass. So it doesn't want to break that down. It wants to keep energy stored so it doesn't have to break down muscle mass because breaking down muscle mass means that, you know, your buffer to all your hormones to everything like that because that's what your metabolism is. It's just, you know, it's just a hairy bag of chemical soup. It's just a hairy bag of all the reactions that happen in your body as a, as a result of the stimulus you, you, you know, you create. So exercise creates a stimulus. The food you eat creates a stimulus. So when you eat a lot of sugary foods, well, then your body's naturally just going to build up resistance to it. Same as like an alcohol, alcoholic. So if you are always drinking alcohol, you're going to notice that after the two, three, four weeks, your body's not going to react. You're not going to feel as tipsy from that one glass. You're going to have to have two glasses to get tipsy. You're going to have to have three glasses to get tipsy. And same with your body. The insulin resistance when you have like you know high sugar, high carb kind of food, that's going to decrease over time as a result of you having a lot of it. So if you want to keep, increase your insulin sensitivity, balance out those, balance out your metabolism, balance out those chemical reactions, you're going to have to come at it from a much more grounded, principle-based attitude. Otherwise, you're going to find that you're going to be like that car that's going to be start storing extra fuel because you keep running out. So when he heard that, he was like, oh, wow, like that makes complete sense. And then he had another appointment, so he had to leave. But that kind of like brought out in my mind another question. I was like, you know, the thing is, if you aren't someone who has a habit of preparing their own meals, who has a habit of cooking up and preparing food, or you don't have time and you're just someone who's very busy, you know, you're an engineer or a nurse or an accountant or a shift worker or something like that, guys, there's actually an answer out there. And what it is, is like, depending on whatever city you're in, there's actually companies who function in the big cities in Brisbane City, Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth, that actually prepare food for you. And I'm not endorsing any companies. I'm only looking at it from the fact that it could be so efficient. It would not cost you much more money than what you're already spending. 
but it would give you consistent food that would be good for your body, that would be good to speed up your metabolism, that would help stoke that fire to change that system from a fat storage system to a you know an energy burning system because you're consistently giving it fuel. You're telling your body, you know what, you don't actually have to carry any more fuel. I'm always going to fill up the fuel tank when it's getting empty. So I'm going to keep the tank topped up. And that's what eating consistently, that's what eating frequently, the right kind of food, means. It doesn't mean you put in one tank of fuel and then put in one tank of water. You just keep giving your body the fuel that it needs. You keep giving it the nutrients, the macronutrients, the fats, the proteins, the amino acids, everything that your body needs. And to do that, you know, you need to have that balance. You need to have that proteins in every meal. You need to have that plant food in every meal. You need to have those fats in every meal. You've got to build it up. You've got to balance it out. And that's, that's, that's ultimately the key. So guys, that's pretty much what I wanted to share with you guys today. I know I've been going on for 20 minutes now. But guys, if you've got any questions that you would like me to answer in regards to the podcast, any questions in relation to body transformations that you would like me to answer, because I experience this on a day-to-day basis. I'm talking to people who who really, honestly, they want to have their dream body. They've tried diets, they've tried naturopaths, they've tried dietitians, they've tried PTs, they've tried all these different solutions without actually having any permanent results. And to be honest with you, it's I, I kind of expect that because the, the stats show that 95% of people that undertake a transformation, that go through a transformation, they lose their results and they actually are worse off two, three years after they've had their transformation versus the, only the 5% that actually succeed in keeping them. And it's because, guys, it's like we all want that quick, easy solution. We all want that meal plan. We all want that training plan that's going to give us abs right now. But, guys, to be honest with you, that's not the answer. That's not the solution. The answer is you learning and understanding the principles of why your body acts the way it does. And it's very, very simple. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. Jump on my free Facebook community page, Greg Tyler Fitness Community page, it's what's called, on Facebook, and request to be a member there. I'll go, I'll add you in. And there's so many resources available there. Go into the file section, go into the events section, go into the photo section. I've got so much data already uploaded onto that page that you guys can access right now. But I want to be doing, I want to start doing a video series educating more around this topic, why people succeed, why people fail. That's what I'm planning to do with this podcast. Give you guys the updates on a day-to-day basis of what I'm going through, what my clients are going through, what the people I'm talking to that are reaching out for assistance to, to, you know, to have that body transformation going through, the people that are time poor, the people that have come from a, you know, a background where they used to look good, now all of a sudden they put on all this weight when they hit their 30s, when they're in their 40s. Like This is the kind of stuff that we'll be discussing on this podcast because, guys, I believe this stuff's relevant. I believe we can make a change and... If I show you a lot of the problems out there, maybe one of you guys, you'll be going through the same thing. You'll be like, oh my goodness, like I so resonate with that. I so get what he's saying. I see where he's coming from. And that'll inspire you to take some action steps. You know, maybe reach out to me or maybe to reach out to that individual, have a chat with them and set yourself down and you know start your own transformation journey. So guys, I want to make this, I want to transform the lives of 1 billion people. Hands my heart. That That is my vision. And how we do that, you know, we challenge the status quo. We challenge the status quo in relation to you know, what what people are actually doing out there. You know, meal plans, they're not sustainable. It's not long-term. It's not, it's, people aren't getting results from it. They aren't keeping their results from these meal plans. Giving out training plans without the education behind why they're doing exercises, how they're doing that. It's simple stuff. And once you understand it, you can keep this information for the rest of your life. You're learning information that you'll never have to learn again. 
it's kind of like you know you go in there you go you go and pay your your drivers you go and pay to be educated on how to drive and learn the road rules once you've done it you don't need to go back and do it again you don't have to reset your test you're a great driver now you just continue to improve or you just get to a level that you're comfortable with you know some people might go and want to race and that's okay that's like the competitors in this industry but most people, they just want to be able to get around their day. They want a car that functions well, that they service frequently, doesn't give them any problems and gets them where they're going. And I, I believe that's what your body is. Once you understand the principles of how to drive a car, of how to keep your body lean, it's not an issue. It's honestly not an issue. It's just a habit. It's like getting your car, putting it in gear and, and taking off or putting it in to drive and taking off. It's as simple as that. So guys, thanks again for listening in. Thanks for tuning in. Much love to all of you. My best. If you've got any questions, again, reach out. I want to be a resource to as many, many people as I can. If you are stuck, if you've yo-yoed in diets and you're not sure what works, what doesn't work, and you've kind of given up on the whole body transformation idea, don't reach out. I believe the the universe has wet energy waves. And if you're listening to this, then I believe that that that's this is this is that kind of like that reaching out hand to go, hey mate, hey, you know, it's not too late. There is hope. There is a chance. Take hand, take hold of my hand. I'm offering it out to you. Reach out. Ask a question. You can reach me on my Facebook page, Greg Tyler. You can reach me on Instagram at gtyl1, or you know, give me a call. Give me, shoot me a message um, on on Insta, on Facebook, on the podcast. Shoot me a message. So, guys, that's it for tonight. Hope you all have an epic evening. Shooting into Tuesday tomorrow. Much love. Peace.